Welcome to another edition of Gold Vizan. Today we'll be, you know, discussing about Iran's under-23 campaign in order to see if we could qualify for the Olympics that will be happening in Brazil. Uh, so right now I'm joined by regular panelists Pej Mampars and Sinai Saimian. Um, I'll be looking forward to what you guys have to say about Iran's campaign um, and where you guys see if we're going to qualify or not. So how are you guys doing today? Very well, Pasha. It's great to speak to you guys. Hi, nice to be back once again on Golazam. Right. So as you guys know, we're in Group A with Syria, Qatar, and China. And unfortunately, you know, we, we won our first game but lost to Qatar yesterday 2-1. And so our, we could predominantly qualify because we got China on Monday. But instead of talking about foreseeing about the future, let's discuss about our first game, Syria, and also about the game yesterday and the big changes you guys saw and um, how we develop with the tactics and stuff and how we should improve upon and what we basically lacked. So I'm going to start off with you, Sina. Looking at the first game and then looking at the game against Qatar, what were some big changes that you saw? And with this squad, do we have um, predominantly just also predict if you think we're going to make it or not to Brazil? Yeah, I mean, uh, as you said, we, we won our first game against Syria. I didn't think it was an overwhelming performance necessarily I thought we we did enough to get the win but even though we kept a clean sheet as I was watching the game there were moments that uh, you know you were you were watching and you were thinking against a better opposition we, we could be punished in, in this side of the game and I think on the counter and, and off the ball we we were really panicking we had no shape and uh, Syria almost did take advantage of that I think um a lot of our game is, is based on uh, Ali Karimi uh, of Sepahan and he plays in a, a deeper role for uh, for Iran and he's somewhat the playmaker of the team. Every move goes through him. He's got great vision. Uh, so I can see why um, you know we, we rely on him so much. But the first half against Syria was a little bit poor. We, we, we failed to create any... Uh, major chances and um, second half with the introduction of Kamandoni it kind of helped um, Ali Karimi in central midfield in terms of creativity and um, you know we got the two goals that was uh, needed I thought Milad Mohammadi was one of the better performance performers on the day of course he scored a goal as well um, you know he was he was having uh, a lot of fun down the left left hand side he's a, he's a pacey player we've seen him play for Tim Melli as well on a couple of occasions but he was playing a much you know advanced role than he did for Team Ali and um, he was he was bothering the uh, Syrian right back um, at all times and of course Musahari being uh, the only striker that we've took and he's in my opinion one of the best strikers at the tournament he's uh, he's you know he's a classic poacher he's he's all he comes alive in the box he's always uh, looking to get at the end of every move and, um, you know, of course, he scored a fantastic goal as well. So we won the game too now. Um, do you want me to discuss the uh, Qatar game as well? or? 
Yeah, I mean, right now, let me just pass it quickly to Pedro and just get his analysis, and then after that, we're going to do, like, a comparing contrast of the big changes you both saw and why Hawkwood made these changes. It was because of Qatar. So, before we get to Qatar's game, Petron, could you just give us a brief overview of the game you saw against Syria? Because it seemed like if Syria... we were, The thing with Syria was they were giving us too much space. At the same time, you know, that, that really hurt them. But um, what were your thoughts on the match overall? Yeah, uh... Uh, first of all, I agree with uh, most of what Sina says, and I would also say that uh, due to Syria's uh, style of playing, they were playing a really uh, harsh game, really physical game with Iran, which they had big troubles with. Uh, but they got punished for that a lot, and the ref didn't uh, want to see any of that. Um, I was uh, I was positively uh, surprised by. Syria, to be honest, I was thinking them much uh, worse opponent than they actually showed against Iran, and maybe it's more due to politics and they have problems to, to play regular football in Syria than something else. But uh, coming back to Iran's game, uh, I would say uh, we got lucky for the win. Sure, you would deserve every win you get, but uh, it was a hard-fought win that uh, could actually go either way if uh, Syria would have gotten more luck uh, in their finishing game. So I'm not surprised that uh, Syria bet uh, China and they might as well uh, do some damage to Qatar uh, when they play on Monday. Yeah, you know, it's interesting enough that we I forgot even to mention that we played them in the West Asian Games in the final and we beat, defeated them. Um, so now coming to, obviously, the match we played yesterday, and it was pretty disappointing, to be honest, because Qatar, honestly, they give them huge credit. They they played really well. It was basically, um, they just outdone us in every pay part of the game, and it was really frustrating to see. The many changes that Hawkwood did, I mean, I understand you're, you're doing experiments, a tournament game trying to get to Olympics, but there, he took a gamble and it didn't work. Um, coming off the UC, um, looking at the tactical game, um, the first game, which it seemed like a 4-1, 4-1, was it, would you see the same against Qatar? And um, what do you think was the big problem that caused us to lose this match, the way thinking about in terms of what Qatar did to us um, tactically? Well, I think... Um we played somewhat differently tactically um, against Qatar than we did against Syria. I thought we pushed a lot further up the pitch. I think it was mostly because they recognised Qatar as a good side. They didn't want to allow them time uh, to play and play through the back. But it kind of backfired. You know, we, we played with such a high defensive line that um, you know we were chasing the ball at all times and it just created a lot of space behind the back four for them to exploit it was obvious that the Iranian uh, coaching staff and the players of course had worked on the offside trap because for the first 20-25 minutes it was working the Qataris uh, were caught offside on a, on a few occasions well, on that one occasion the, uh, you know the, of, the, uh, of the goal hey Daria, uh, the left back fell asleep and uh, he played um, Ahmed Allah um, on side and he went and, and scored a fantastic goal but uh, in terms of the changes um, look I mean when you come into the tournament and you've got to play three games in, in nine or ten days you, you have to make changes you can't play the same side on you know in every game especially if you want to go further into the competition um, you don't want to 
you know, be hit with uh, fatigue and uh, your major, your your key players being tired when you when you quarter finals. So um, I don't really blame the changes on on the defeat. Um, I think there was a lot of. Uh, I mean, you, you were certainly one that was saying, you know, Mehdi Torabi should have started alongside a couple of other players. I agree with you. I think Torabi is one of the key players in the team. But uh, he played Milad Mohammadi on the right hand mm-hmm. side, and uh, we know who Qatar's main man is, and it's their left back. I mean, it's unusual to say, you know, a team's main attacking threat is their left back. But uh, it is true with Qatar Abdul Karim Hassan. He's, uh, for me, one of the best young players. In Asia, and, and we saw why he he, he played Mohammadi Milad Mohammadi on the right, a left foot player, and uh, he wanted to see how he can he can deal with Abdul Karim Hassan going forward and defensively as well, because we know Mohammadi has got a good work rate. He will track back, and he did that. But um, I think in, well, in central, enough. yes, please. Yes, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, I want to say I don't know if I really agree with you with with letting players uh, rest for these kind of tournaments. I mean, first of all, they're in like the, probably the best years of their life coming to how fast they can get their uh, breathing back, yeah, uh, how fast they, they can go back to uh, what you want to say, uh, be ready for the next game almost uh, one, two days afterwards. Uh, because they are up to 23. So most of these guys around uh, their 20s, I think they should have the pace, they should have uh, they should manage uh, to play three games in uh, 10 days. With that being said, um, I don't blame the loss for the uh, changes either. I believe that the changes uh, could be good uh, or could be bad. I don't really have an opinion on them in that fact that they would change the game. I think I think the changes were also a tactical change as well because as I said, you know, if Torabi, let's say he played on the right, um, I thought Mohammadi dealt with Abdul Karim Hassan really well. You know, there was there was times when Hassan was uh, trying to overlap and, and get forward, but Mohammadi was tracking him back. And sometimes we saw Mohammadi as the uh, as the last man uh, on the right hand side of, of uh, Iran's defense, um, you know, closing down Abdul Karim Hassan and not letting him have time in the ball. So I think. In that side, in that change, I thought it, it did work. But I think in central midfield with Mohamed um, Rahmani uh, coming into the team, uh, he's the youngest player in the squad. He's only 19 years old. Um, I thought he showed great, um, you know, bravery and aggression in his game. But I thought we were chasing the ball a bit too much in midfield. We were closing down a bit too much. All plays were closing the ball, closing the ball, whereas I don't think that's necessary. I think you need to keep your shape at all times, and we weren't doing that. And Mehdad uh, Mehdad played on the left. Um, we know he scores goals. We've seen him do it in the league, and I think he played him on the left to to provide uh, a little bit of support for Motahari, who was uh, sometimes isolated uh, in the game against Syria, as he was yesterday as well. Uh, so I think these changes. As much as they were to rest some players, I think they were tactically as well, but it backfired because clearly we saw uh, the game again in the game against Syria that he got his his lineup a little bit wrong in the first half, and he realised that he changed in the second half and it, and it worked by bringing on Milad Kamandoni and that substitution kind of did did change the game. So I think he was trying to make up. Um, for his uh, wrong starting lineup against Syria, and I think he was a little bit too conservative. I think they showed a little bit too much respect for Qatar in terms of the way we played. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I am disappointed. I think um, we could have um, done much better, but um, for me, it's too late now. I think when you come into a tournament, it's, it's really late to make any major tactical changes. So, uh, for me, after the game against Pater, from what, what I've seen the last two games, I think Olympics are a, a, a long way off for us. Yeah. Pedro, I have a question for you, and then I'll pass this along to see and just to get your opinions. Because, you know, you know, we were talking about Milad Kamandani, player that plays for Paris Police and stuff. And what's interesting enough was that he came off the bench, and we scored two goals in the span of, you know, 15 minutes in the second half against Syria. And when he came on again, um, he was a big player again, you know, big impact. And as Torabi was too, because it was the experience he was bringing, playing, you know, playing regularly for his club and first team under Kairos, um as many times. Does he deserve a spot? And I know, I know, Cena might disagree with us. He's just uh, maybe just a big impact. So, but do you think, well, from what he's shown, is that he deserves to potentially play against China, Pejman? Uh, against China, yes, I actually think he should uh, start. Uh, the first game when he came in, he made a, uh, a good contribution. Yeah, but I understand that maybe the coach still wants to keep him as some kind of super sub or knowing that he has some good uh, power on the bench. Uh, he showed that also in the second game against uh, Qatar that he can be useful. Uh, so I would now would like to give him a proper chance to actually uh, show himself on the big stage from the beginning of the game. Uh, it will surely put some pressure on him because he then knows that he has to uh, uh, do something to earn that spot. And that pressure, for some people, that's great. For other people, they can't handle it. Uh, and for these young people, I think it's even harder. But that's why they are in the Olympics to play, uh, or the Olympic qualifiers, to play these kind of games and not to uh, be scared. I hope Kamandoni uh, plays for stars. I also hope that Torabi will uh, will make a, a play. Uh, will also play in the first eleven. Sina. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with him. I think Kamandoni. I mean, look, with every team, especially in the tournament, you always need a plan B when things don't go your way and you need to make a change. It's good to know that uh, you have something different on the bench that can come into the game and and, and uh, change the way you play and. and um, take the opponent by surprise and I think Kamandoni does have that element um, you know he's he's a you know he's got very quick feet he can he can pick up a pass and um, I still think coming off the bench um, you know is his you know best um, best role for me personally and I think we've seen the kind of players he's been playing in that role in the first game he was Fashid Esmaili in the second game he was Mohana Rahmani these are players who who um, have a great work rate, they've got great stamina, and uh, tactically they're very aware in terms, you know, off the ball, so they chase around a lot. Again, I'm not necessarily agreeing with that sort of tactic, but it fits into the um, into this philosophy, as you want to call it, of, of Mohamed Khakpur. Um But I'm not sure if Kamandoni does that. I think Kamandoni is, is one of those plays, you know, he's a you know, he's, he's a number 10. He just wants to get on the ball and, and look up, you know, take on players. I think off the ball, he wouldn't really be able to uh, offer uh, as much. So, again, you know, I think that's one of the main reasons why he's not been um, uh, starting in the last two games. Another player that I would like to see is Esson Pahlevan. You know, yeah. he's a player who's been exactly. playing for Zohan for a couple of seasons. He's a great player. He plays down the left wing or 
as an attacking midfielder on the ball. He's he's uh, for me, it's been a surprise not to see him in the starting eleven. Um, but look, you know, I've I've mentioned it to you guys before as well. Um, in midfield, this is the best set of players that I've seen Iran under twenty threes have in the uh, uh, in the last couple of generations. I think uh, there's a lot of balance in the team. You know, in every part of the game you look, you can find players uh, into this Iran team, and uh, I think it, it's a great shame that Khodpur isn't able to pick um, a midfield combination that can really get a hold of the game, um, you know, take the game to the opponent, but at the same time give protection to the back four, uh, and I, I don't think we've been able to see that. I think playing Cheshmi as a uh, centre-back has been a great mistake. We saw him do it in the, in the uh, qualifiers for the tournament back in uh, June and July, and it didn't work. You know, we had a very easy group to qualify for this tournament, but we managed to finish second uh, behind Saudi Arabia. And uh, I think playing Ruzbeh Cheshmi in that role is incorrect. He's a defensive midfielder. He's one of the best defensive midfielders in Iran. Uh, so he should be playing in his um, favourite role. And we've got good centre-backs to, to cover for that spot. It's not like, you know, we are uh, you know we are short of centre-backs. Centre-backs, we've got Hosseini Kanani, who played as right-back yesterday. Uh, Mohamed Doneshgar, of course, as well as Hossein Amoradban. So I think any of those three, any two of those three, would make a great combination for centre-back. But uh, I think that's been another... Um, mistake and Bahida Hidari as well. You know, Hidari is a great player. He played uh, fantastically well for Pekon last season, but this season he's only had 15 minutes of um, competitive football under his belt. And then he comes into the tournament and he's playing from the start against Syria. He was he was poor yesterday. Um, he was at fault for the goal we conceded. So again, you know, that's one of the things that I would highlight as uh, as. Uh, a mistake by the uh, by the coaching staff. I know we've criticised them for not taking more than one striker, but again, I was looking at the players that were available, and to be honest, there's not that many, that much option uh, for a striker. And I think Motahari was probably the only option they had. The second choice would have probably been Reza Chab, who's who's been um, you know he's been getting a lot of um, talk recently. He's only 18 or 19 years old. It would have been good to see him, but um, I don't think he would have uh, he would have got a game. Speaking about Motari and knowing that Khakur just brought one striker, let's say if he did get injured, um, is there predominantly a player, um, Pejman, do you see that could potentially slide in there, or like a you know a very flexible player? And also, my next question to you guys is: looking back at our former teams that were trying to qualify for the Olympics. Is this the most natural side that you've seen that are basically, as you want to say, the best under-23 team you've seen in your lifetime? Pejman? Um, well, I think so. I think it's one of the best I, I've seen. Uh, but I was saying that the best, uh, the one with the best potential. I think we've seen under three, under 23 teams in Iran that we later on come and see as really strong uh, for the national team, uh, for the first team. Uh, we have great players uh, in the under 23s. But right now, I think this is a strong under 23 team uh, with huge potential that can hopefully make it uh, not only to to Brazil and uh, to uh, Olympics, but to make sure that these players uh, get some European. Uh, football knowledge by 
uh, getting uh, scouts and agents watching these kind of games in, in Asia and in uh, in uh, Brazil because we know that agents don't know Iranian football very well, but we know that we have plenty of good players uh, in uh, in Iran that might uh, get some playing time in Europe if somebody sees them. So we have a great uh, squad, or great, we have a really good squad, but uh, I don't know if they will develop if they don't uh, continue or uh, if they don't get to to the Olympics. Sina, your thoughts? Uh, sorry, could you repeat the question, please? Yeah, so my first question was obviously about Motari, and let's say if he did get injured, you know, would there be anybody that could slot him in? And my second question is, in your lifetime, is this potentially the best under-23 side you've seen that is trying to compete to get into the Olympics? Well, firstly, if, um, if Motari does get injured, then um, Mehdad Mohammadi has played as a striker uh, at his club, Rohan. He's not a, you know, he's not a natural striker. He usually plays uh, just behind the strikers, attacking as an attacking midfielder. But if um, you know, if needed, if Motahari was injured, as, as you mentioned, then I think Mehdad Mohammadi uh, could uh, slot into the team as a as a centre forward. Uh, I'm not sure how good of a job he'd he'd be able to do, but um, I think he's probably the only option that we have. And uh, your second question is, I think. Look, as, as Pejman said, you can't predict how these plays will, will go on and become in the next uh, five to ten years. But uh, I think right now, um, and as a whole, not, not just individual, but as a team, I think it's, it's, a, it's a really well-balanced team. I think every uh, phase of the game you look, we've got players who, who can really step up. I mean, in goal, we've got Mohamed Zahbari, who is a great goalkeeper at only you know, 22. He's been involved in Team Ali a few times. He's been one of the best keepers uh, in the uh, the Iranian domestic league this season. And as you you know, as you go forward, uh, you've got really impressive players. I've already mentioned Ali Karimi and Mehdi Torabi, of course. Um, so I think as a whole, this team was ready for some ready for for a manager to come in and really get a hold of and, and uh, choose the tactic and the formation that would get the best out of everyone and hope you know and took us to the to the olympics but um, i'm afraid that's that has not happened and uh, as i said olympics uh, is a is a long way off uh, for us yeah i'm going to talk about two more uh points and basically i just want to get your thoughts about um which players you guys obviously we touched about and briefly who do you want to see against uh china and and my second topic will obviously to end this discussion is you know predominantly we're going to be runner-ups and we're going to face japan and um do you guys think we're going to have any chance to honestly qualify for brazil you know it seems like it's a no but Coming back to you, Pejman, could you guys give us a brief overview of your thoughts on how we should approach China and if you think Iran has any chance of making it into Brazil or not? Uh, of course, as long as there are games, Iran have a chance. Um, and I think uh, that chance is, is not wasted or is, we're, we're doomed or it's too late or anything. Um, the thing is, uh, it's a really special group now. Uh, Atar with six points still aren't qualified. Uh, and uh, China with zero points can still qualify. So that makes it really interesting for the group in whole. That's uh, depending on how the games will end. Basically, all four teams still have a good chance. Uh, that makes it also that 
China will be a serious contender, knowing that this will be their absolute last chance. China has to win. For Iran, maybe a draw is enough. Uh, so I think uh, we will be expecting a offensive playing China that needs to score quite soon. I hope that Khatpur realizes this and doesn't hopefully make the same use the same tactic as against Qatar, having a really offensive defense and trying with these offside traps that work almost all the time. It's enough that they don't work one time and then you're you're doomed. Uh, if playing against Japan, I think. It will be strange. We will do that, that Iranian scenario. We play bad against bad teams, and we play really good against good teams. So we will see how good Japan will be, uh, or if we meet Japan. Uh, we will see how good Iran will be uh, if Iran will qualify to the second round. Um, I think and I hope that uh, if Iran qualifies to the second round, we can see uh, a new Iran. more confidence and even uh, are they less stressed knowing that their their hardest task or one of the hardest tasks are are uh, have been accomplished we will see and we'll see how Fakpur will, will uh, change his team I think he will play to a different start and uh, maybe even Kamadani Zin, I know you briefly touched about what you think we're gonna if you're gonna make it or not, but if you could just give us a brief overview of what you think Hawkwood should do against China and basically and if we beat China we're predominantly going to um going to the next round as runner ups and what do you think about it? Probably we're gonna end up playing against Japan and um and if we do beat them do you still think is there it's still a chance for us to qualify or just predominantly just no, it's it's because of the person in charge. I think uh, Japan is a is a long way off at the moment. I think we should take it, you know, one, you know, each game as it comes. Obviously, we haven't qualified for the next round yet, so we've got to look forward to the China game. And it's important for the players to forget about yesterday's game, forget about the mistakes and uh, uh, the result, all in all, um, and just concentrate on on the Chinese game because we have to win that game and um, to qualify and. Syria are a good team, but um, I think Qatar will be too strong for them. I was really impressed with Qatar yesterday, and I think uh, they will go further than Iran in this competition. Um, so for me personally, I think uh, even if we do qualify for the second round and uh, you know we get to Japan, uh, then I, I really don't think we have the um, um, you know we have the ability to to beat them, uh, especially after the uh, poor start that we made in the you know in the tournament. Um, so for me, yeah, as I said, I've mentioned it two or three times. I don't think we can uh, really go far in this uh, in this competition. Uh, what? Um, yeah, uh, I should also uh, praise Qatar for the game and uh, how they outsmart Iran during the 90 minutes. Uh, in, in all games, you you must have some luck. And Iran had some bad luck, maybe with uh, almost scoring uh, and. Uh, Almost scoring, uh, not just the, the penalty, but also we had a shot uh, reflected on the goalkeeper's head uh, touching the post. Uh, but this Qatar team, although they are young, they're actually quite uh, experienced due to uh, the under-19 games uh, that Asia had. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, 
plenty of those players uh, that actually won the under-19 games in Asia are now part of this under-23 team. So Qatar have a, a bright future uh, coming ahead of them. And uh, maybe we'll even uh, see them coming really far in the 2018 uh, qualifiers. Uh, it, it all depends on how good they will actually play here, I think. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh pretty frustrating to hear that saying that we're going backwards as other countries are moving forwards uh, with the development they're having but once again thank you guys um, we'll be obviously doing a, we'll be for people that are listening um, we'll be keep doing a pods um, pre-match hopefully also uh, but um, we'll just kind of keep doing the pods until hopefully Iran basically is out of the tournament <laughs> but um, nonetheless seeing on Facebook thank you for coming on always a pleasure and I'm looking back to get your thoughts um, against our match against China, hopefully after Monday or on Monday. Cheers, guys. Thank you, Pasha. Enjoy.